And most of the time when uh, you jump up in the Bible, and I mean, as if it's not... How many of you read the book of Jeremiah from like beginning to end? I just sat down and read it. I was, I was forced. I was just, I was forced to read this book. And uh, as if it's, it's not a struggle to get through the weeping prophet. But they follow the book up with Ecclesiastes. Or with, sorry, Lamentations. But it's, when we get to this thing of Lamentations, and a lot, a lot believe that uh, this has been written by Jeremiah. And uh, so we're going to, I want to dive into it a little bit and I want to see what we can pull out of this this morning because this has been a, uh, it's been a thing for me. I don't know about you, but it's been a thing for me. But if you've got your Bibles, let's go to Lamentations. And let's go to chapter 3, verse 17. We'll read from verse 17 through 26. And then we're just going to... See where God puts us this morning. We ready? Lamentations 3, 17 through 26. Pastor's holding a piece of paper. How unholy. It's printed. It's scripture. I'm, this is, I, I'm, I'm taking this out of the NIV here. And my others come out of the New King James. Chapter 17. I have been deprived of peace. I have forgotten what prosperity is. So I say, my splendor is gone. And all that I had hoped from the Lord. I remember my affliction and my wandering. The bitterness and the gall. I well remember them. And my soul is downcast within me. Yet. <laughs> yet this I call to mind. I was reading that so I got the title from there. From yet this I call. That reminds me. How many of you have been in that spot? I mean I, I think in just in 2021 alone. I think we've all touched a pretty good portion of what Jeremiah is expressing through all of his turmoil. He's struggling on, on outward conditions and experiences, and yet while, while he's dealing with that, I mean, this is, I mean, this was like the cherry on top. He, he's dealing with everything on the external. He's life, jobs, marriages, situations, money. Right? He, he's dealing with all of these situations on the outside and he's still having to deal with the inner turmoil. 
Come on, because how many of you know that, man, when, when we're dealing with, I think I'm going to teach this morning, when we are dealing with, with issues on our exterior, a lot of us have a tendency to allow that to spill over into our innermost being. So not only are we faced with all of the stuff in life, but man, we're having to deal with us now. Man, th this, can be, this can be devastating because when it begins to creep inside, now we begin to fight and battle depression, unworthiness. Come on, church. Come on, I'm speaking to the right crowd. I promise you I'm speaking to the right crowd. Because we all fight something internally because it was caused from something externally. Man, if we could just get over the external portion, we would be good. The problem is getting over the external affects internal before we get done with the external. It just seems like, man, it's just a cherry on top. That's why I don't get cherries when I go to Dairy Queen. They want cherry milkshake. No! You destroy that milkshake. Y'all with me? I mean, I, I want you right, I want you sitting right beside Jeremiah this morning. I want you, I want you to know that what you're going through, Jeremiah went through some way long ago. So we've all gone through it. We all experience it in some form or fashion. But Jeremiah is thinking of all of this stuff. And then he says, that reminds me. <laughs> he said, yet yeah, I, I, I call to mind. I call to mind. What, what are you calling to mind? I mean, Oh, I'm not going to call no names out, but they'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But we always, we always say it never quits. It never seems to stop. It's all, right? We, we, need to, we need to figure a way around that statement, and we need to begin to start recalling. Come on, it was because Jeremiah, he, because he was able to recall... What was he recalling? We're going to get there, quit being in a rush... The chicken's not going to burn before we get home. But Jeremiah began to recall, and he said, and therefore, therefore, what, what therefore? I recalled. And because I recalled, now I have. <laughs> Don't you know it's complicated to have the hope when we sit? In this turmoil, and when we sit in the aggravation, and we sit in the depression, and we battle with anxiety, and we're worried about us not being worthy. Don't you know that you can get caught up in the quickstand, and before you know it, you're not going to be able to breathe? Because everything in this world, let me tell you something, this world don't care who you are, it don't care what you're going through, it don't care how old you are, it don't care your race, your color, your creed, it doesn't matter. The world will put everything on you, and so relentless, he'll do it all at one time. And if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll drown. 
because it will overtake you. This world will cons- this world will eat you up and spit you out and leave whatever's wasted. But Jeremiah, man, we just that alone, I could have read just that portion, yet this I recall to mine, and therefore I have hope. I could have just said that that's our context, and that's what we go preach on. Because it's what you're able to recall. What you're able to recall will be the dictation of how you handle what you're in. Because if all you're thinking of, here's the next battle and here's the next battle and here, and I'm, I'm, apparently I must, <laughs> I must not be living right. Because it's one thing after another, after another, after another. I must not be good enough. I'm hopeless. Not worthy. Come on, church. Tell them, Miss Pat, wake up this morning. Tell them, come and join us. Come join us this morning. Because I fear that a lot of us in church, even, man, we just listened to that song. It's in him. Man, that he would choose me to put his victory on? I, he chose me to walk in his... A lot of people don't understand. You're walking in his victory. And he chose you to do that. That's humbling. I mean, come on. It'd be like going and buying a Ferrari. And I... You wouldn't take it, though. It'd be like going and buying an F-350 diesel dually. You wouldn't even... G- GM. I'm not a Ford guy either. I was trying to be non-biased, but you brought me right back in there, so... Just set over a Ford. But that would be like me buying it so you can enjoy it. What a blessing. How come we don't look at it like that with Jesus? He chose you to let you walk in his victory. Knowing, Knowing we're unworthy, knowing we don't have what it takes. None of us, none of I would dare say none of us would go and die on the cross for the man that we did not know. Look, we got a hard time loving somebody that needs help. We definitely ain't gonna die for him too. Now I got stuff to do. You know, I got, I got things to accomplish in life. I ain't, I ain't got time. Busy. Let me get back to Scripture. Yet this I call to mind. I, I, call, I call this to mind. I call the things where, where God showed up one time in my life. And, and I thought that I was really hopeless then. And that was like four or five years ago. And now look. 
I mean, I, I've turned over something. I've, I've changed a leaf. A, a leaf has been turned over in my life somewhere because look at me now. I'm not addicted to. I'm not attached to. I'm out of this and I'm into that now. There's something changed in my life. So it's those things that I begin to recall, which then in turn begins to give me hope again, even in 2021. How many of you barely thought that you made it through 21? Thank you for being honest. Everybody else lying. You're lying, you're lying. Through the Lord's mercies. Oh, it's tough. It's hard. But through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Oh, you've been beat up. I get you. Some of you have been drugged. And I've done the dragon. Man, we barely made it. But through the Lord's mercies, We're not consumed. <laughs> because his compassions. <laughs> See, y'all don't understand compassion. <laughs> no, you don't get it. <laughs> it's when you've done something real, real stupid. Real stupid. He said, I feel bad for him because he's just ignorant. Amen. <laughs> right? Been there? I mean, God just showed up. No, when, when he knocked on the door, he said, you went crap. <laughs> Not going, I, I can't. But when he knocked on the door, he was coming with compassion. He said, I get it. I get it. But you ain't got to live in that. Because of my mercies, you're not consumed. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Whatever it is that you're walking in right now, it's not going to consume you. Is it tough? Yeah. But it's not going to consume you. Don't rush me. I don't know how them preachers preach with a clock on the wall. Well, I'll be, be bringing 12 gates. Boom, boom. I'll be blowing off a wall. I couldn't handle that. Because I can look at some of y'all's faces and know what time it is. <laughs> Through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not. They are new. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because I know yesterday you run out of mercy for me. <laughs> And if I had to start the day over with yesterday's leftovers, buddy, I'd be in a world of hurt. Thank you, Dennis. I'm going to get some people to amen every once in a while. Here's a, here's a, here's a kicker. The Lord is my portion. And see, what, here's what some of us will get confused of about... A portion. We, we think it's a portion. No, it's your portion. Yep, it's all of it. It's your portion. Now see, if all you want to take, if all you want to take, I know you like to eat too. 
She tell me. Not everything. But your portion might be bigger than your portion. Oh, she said, eh. see, now that would be a fight right there. Jesus have to get up in a cat fight and say, settle down. I got no, there's enough to go around. But some portions are smaller than other portions. What is your portion? How much of God do you really want? How, how hungry for God are you really? Because he got a buffet if you want it. But if you want to go to those five-star fine dining restaurants and get one asparagus spear, why don't you just want to just reach up and, boy, don't look at me. Smack you up, bring me, Bring me five more. But sir, that's going to be a $2 upcharge. The Lord is my portion. The, the, Lord, the Lord is enough to feel whatever it is I like. Whatever my desire, he's enough. He is my portion. He is my portion of hope that I'm missing. He is the portion of love that I desire. He is the portion of strength. What do, oh, what do you need? He's your portion of healing. What, what do you need? See, what it, man, I got you this morning. Don't, I got you right in a trap. A little fox trap. I got you right in a trap. You can't get out because whatever it is that you need, he is your portion. You, you can't get out of this one. I, I, I drug you right on in. That's why, that's why people don't talk back to me in service. This is going to be a catch me. He's trying to catch me. The Lord is my portion. Says my soul. Oh, see, it's that's why I tell people all the time: don't get Jesus in your head; get him in your heart. Because see, it's it's your heart. The oh, protect, guard your. For out of it flow the issues of life. See, when I'm walking through life. And there's issues and turmoil and things I'm struggling with. I've got to allow my soul to be able to talk to me and say, the Lord is your portion. See, y'all ain't needed him like I needed him. They are new every morning. Great. Oh, Tommy, I really wanted you to play that song this morning. I was up here singing it while we were singing it first song. Great is your faithfulness. Aren't you glad that God's more faithful than you are? Boy, we are a hot mess, ain't we? We messed up from the chest up, tore up from the floor up, right? We just... Therefore, therefore, there, there, something came. Therefore... Therefore, I hope in him. There, therefore, what therefore? Because my soul has told me that the Lord is my portion 
and that I know that his mercies are new every morning and his compassions fail me not and his mercies won't let me be consumed. And it's therefore, therefore I thought those things. Therefore, I began to, I began to recognize and see all of the other things and the garbage that God has brought me through up to this point. Yeah, it was bad, it stunk, but I come out smelling nothing like the situation. And it's because of those things now I have hope in him. The Lord is good. Watch this. To those who wait on him. See to me. Am I going to get to my notes? Am I just going to be in the scripture? Too many of us. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. To the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever looked around and pondered at some of the other people that are being successful and not even given the half of the attention to God than what you're doing and it make you mad? Have you ever looked around and seen somebody be successful in something that they weren't even given two shakes to God more than you were, and they're successful, and you're struggling. You've never looked at them people and pondered. You've never asked yourself, well, why them? You've never said, well, God, I qualify for that position. I don't know why. Yes, you have. Don't lie up in church. But here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. Because of this sloppy agape stuff that's out there that's being preached, that says once you give your heart to Christ and everything turns to daisies. And there's no issues, no complications. And we hear that, so now we gauge, we gauge the attention of God on our life based on what it is that we possess. Not in who we know. I'm going to give you the alternative way to look at this. We must be careful to not think that God's patience is God's permission. A lot of us look at people, why are they doing... Look, you don't want what they... Right now, they out making stuff happen. You just be careful. You don't want to be in the mix of that. God is just being faithful to his word and his covenants. He is patient. He's kind. He's compassionate. He's merciful. But just because someone is doing something more than you doesn't mean they're in the will of God. It just means they're doing something more than you. It might go for you. You better be careful. Oh, you think it's all good. Think it's all fine. Listen, <laughs> just because God ain't spanked you yet don't mean it ain't coming. Come on. I, you, come on. Come on. I think at one time my brother-in-law used to work night shifts. Didn't he? Or come home late at night. I mean late. And mama have to tell the kids like 9 o'clock in the morning. 
You wait till your daddy, Lord have mercy. Even though your daddy ain't hit you yet, Tommy, I guarantee you, you was already feeling it as soon as mama spoke them words. Because you knew, as sure as you said, it's coming. <laughs> Daddy's on his way home. He might not be here yet, but you know it's coming. You Be careful. Don't get caught up in doing the wrong things and going, well, God doesn't really care. He's not even saying nothing. It's because you're in a test. And the teacher quiet. But he's going to put an F on that paper. <laughs> but I wonder how many of you in here have sat through 2021 feeling just like Jeremiah. I mean, have you had to face some stuff? I mean, some stuff that you wasn't ready for. Some things that you didn't ask for. Possibly even some things you didn't sow for. And you had all of that stuff going on in 2021. And you woke up, what's the day? The second, you woke up yesterday. That was the first. That shows you, I don't care what year it is. It don't matter to me. But you woke up yesterday and you went, how in the world? Because if you're anything like I am, and I, I hope not, but if you're anything like I am, you can see four or five years down the road and you want it yesterday. Anybody ever worked yourself into a frizzy like that? You know that you can make it happen. You know that you can achieve certain things. It's just going to take some time, but you're impatient like your pastor. And you go, I want it now. I want it now. I want it now. And no matter what the cost, we're willing to jump out in it. That goes to coming into 2022. Because we know that 2020, man, we have a whole year to make it different before 2023. But we want it done by January the 4th. Oh, look, I, I, put, I back myself in the corner so much. And it's like every day because I'm thinking of everything that I have to do and everything that needs to get done. Even though that ain't got to be done before March, it's got to be done right now. So don't ever come to my office during the day because you'll see I got a pile of papers and it's just going like this all day. And then I walk and I go, man, I don't feel like I got nothing done because you didn't. And we get challenged with things that we have time to change, but we want them changed now. And it causes too much pressure. It causes anxiety. And if you're not careful, you'll begin to, look, you begin to start looking at yourself as a failure because you're unable to achieve what you set out for. But we've all gone through this. We've all sat in it. And if it wasn't in 2021, it may have been in 2020. Remember, that was the year that everybody prophesied, boy, it was, right? It was hot on the market. I, I encourage you, if you ever watch Facebook, <laughs> no, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it alone. You identify with Jeremiah because you, 
you've been mocked in 2021. I can't believe you're doing you're doing you're doing the church thing. You're going in business for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said when you, I said, <laughs> yeah, boy. Not easy, is it? It takes work and persistence, diligence. Some of us have been filled with bitterness. For whatever the reason. Felt like we'd been trampled under feet. Oh. People just walk over you. No regard to your humanity, no regard to your emotions or your feelings. But God forbid if you hurt their feelings. Oh, come on, church. Can I pull up a stool? I'll just sit right here in the kitchen with you. been deprived of our peace how many of you are uneasy you're unsettled always seems like life is just it's not even really a roller coaster man because eventually you can get in with that groove you know these are like tsunamis and storms and being tossed here and there and up and down all at one time Deprived of prosperity. Many have lost their jobs over 2020, 2021. They're not living on the same level that they were living on in 19. And all of it's led to despair. We sit and we fight internally. We're discouraged. We don't think there's, there's no breaking point. Except with us. I don't know how much more, can anybody ever said this? I don't know how much more of this I can take. And then you get the Christianese. God don't put nothing on you. They're more than you can handle. They're giving you half truth. They need to finish that statement out. They need to finish that scripture. Without first making a way. Oh, he, will you listen to me for a minute? God will break your back if he needs to. Pastor, really, we got to go back to Sunday school stuff? We got to go back to Sunday school? He put Jonah in the mouth of a whale. Come on, he, he took David's son. He put Paul in prison. I dare say if any of us got life in prison, we wouldn't be right about Jesus. Let me mind my own business. <laughs> We're suffering everything outside. 
while everything, everything on the inside is getting pushed. The feeling of hopelessness was far greater to fight off than what we ever imagined. Have any of you been there to that point where you just get to the point that honestly that your situation appears to be so hopeless that you can't even fight it no more. That you give up. You throw in the towel. You quit. Come on, I know I'm talking to the right people this morning. Let me tell you this. There's others that resist the same feeling of broken emotions as you do. Some have suffered death of a loved one. Some with divorces. Others with sicknesses and diseases. See, there's, there's others out there. You're not alone. Watch this. Because I've heard, gosh, man. See, you can talk to me like this because I can deal with it. I'll get mad at you. May even punch you. But you can talk to me like this. And it helps me when people say, Dude, you're not alone. You, do you think you're the only one that's ever walked in that? Do you think that you're the only one that's ever had that happen to them? Have, have you ever heard that? Do, have, is that how you get counseled sometimes? You, do you really think that you're the only you know? Statement's not much of a cure, is it? See, it, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if someone else is going through the same thing that you're going through. That doesn't fix your problem. What The pain is still there. I wasn't the only one that's ever lost a father. But that doesn't help me. It doesn't help you that somebody is going through the same thing that you're going through. It doesn't, that doesn't heal you. It doesn't fix the problem. Some of the worst godly non-godly advice that anybody could ever give. You're not by yourself. What's that got to do with anything? You're not alone. Okay. Now what? Still fight your battles. The facts are still there. Life's still upside down. Nothing's bringing any hope. 
What are you thinking on? What are you thinking about? You thinking about how bad life is right now? Or are you thinking about how good he's been through life right now? You want hope back? Think on these things, those things that are good and pure and holy, righteous. You, you, you want hope back? Think about where you could have been and where you are. You, you, you want hope back? <laughs> oh, it hurts. Pastor, you don't understand the pain that I'm going through. And I probably don't. I probably don't. But all I can tell you is this. Even as much as Jeremiah was going through, he found a way to have hope again. And the way he found that was thinking on... That reminds me. See, oh, that, that's a good thing for all of you. Now, every time something bad shows up, go, that reminds me. God, you're good. Oh, pastor, that is so weak, need. Okay. Do it. How's your way been working? Not too good. What are, you, what are you willing to do this year that you did not do last year? Don't come up and give all these resolutions. I don't want to hear them because you're going you're to be off of them resolutions in two days. Most people will never see a new year. They will stay hung in last year. Because they, they, they will refuse to change what they're doing. Oh, it hurts to change, brother. <laughs> Woo! Because it starts getting in your time, getting in your head. <laughs> I ain't never done this before. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Some have experienced health, prosperity, and even happiness. In many areas of their life that you didn't experience last year. Maybe it was because they'd done something different. Maybe it was because they didn't get caught up. Oh, come on. Maybe it's because they decided, you know what? We either all in or we all out. God don't want no lukewarm you. You gonna make the coffee either make it hot or make it cold. Don't be bringing some warm nasty. That stuff's nasty anyway. See, some of y'all hung up on your coffee. We rebuke that. <laughs> there was a uh, man. I said I won't forget it. I'll. I'll write it down. So I wrote great love, and Greek is the word hest, and it means loyal love. Now I don't know what scripture it went to. I said I wasn't going to forget. Don't y'all be hating on me. And I didn't write it. Daggone it. All right. If it's meant, Father, you'll bring it back. This is what I want you to know.
Watch this. Deuteronomy 7. I ain't lost you yet, have I? And all I have is scriptures. I ain't I got a couple of notes. I got more scriptures than I got anything. Look at here. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. Pastor, what if I'm Yeah, he helped me last year and he helped me maybe five or six years ago or two or three relationships ago and uh, four or five other churches ago. Maybe maybe he did help you, but Pastor, how how am I to be confident that he's going to help me now? For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. Holy, you're set apart. You, You were called for him and for his purpose. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself. Not so that you could be a whipping post for the world. Not that you be living in turmoil the rest of your life on the inside. A special treasure above all the peoples of the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were more in number than any other God, God didn't choose you because of what you what you were. He chose you because of what you possessed. Don't you know when he dropped you out of the sky, when the stork come by and went spit you out on the doorstep? That God put a seed in you. He planted a seed before that stork dropped you. And he knew that if he could get that thing watered and nurtured and taken care of, man, you was going to be something. You're a special people in his sight. Nobody else might care about you or think of you in that manner. But God loves you. The Lord did not set his love on you nor choose you because you were great in numbers than any other people. For you were the least of them. He chose you because you were nothing. That's comforting, isn't it? I mean, I guess that's comfortable. It can be comfortable. Maybe. But because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand. Has he not done it once? Guys, listen. When will we stop living in our situations? Well, Pastor, I got to live, and some of our situations live with us. Tell them, baby. I know I'm good. Right? But some of our situations live with us, so how? How are we not supposed to live in it? That reminds me. Oh, instead of being mad? Oh, that reminds me. Instead of being hurt? Oh, that reminds that reminds you of what? It don't remind you where the bat's at. <laughs> it reminds you of where his grace and his mercies are. And how fond of you that he is. Do you, that one verse that says that he sings... 
a song over me. What? Do you know how many people live in this world? Because see, I believe that song that he sings over me is better than the one he sings over you. That's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. See, if you don't think God loves you, I take everything personal. He died for me. He's my Lord and my God. He's my healer. He loves me. His mercies renew for me every... I've got to take... And you have to take it personal. Stop reading this as a book. I mean, this is a love story that he's written to you. How many of you look at like in little romance novel things? Them things... Things are just, that's the best one you'll ever read. Yeah, but past it ain't juicy. You ain't went to the right books. <laughs> Maybe me and Debbie will teach on Songs of Solomon again. But we have to do that in a grown-up session. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 8. I'm almost done. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that your Lord God will set you high above all nations of the earth. He'll set you high above your circumstance. He'll set you high above your situation. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. How many of you need a blessing to overtake you? Sometimes we just need one just over. I mean, just. Sometimes. Sometimes they just need to bring fried chicken to the house and mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese. And right. Just bless me. Just overtake. I was just thinking about that. Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed. You'll be in the city. Blessed. You'll be in the country. Blessed. You shall be the fruit of your body. The produce of your ground. And the increase of your herds. The increase of your cattle. And the offsprings of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket. And your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated. And quit taking that so personal. Your enemy is not your husband, your wife, your friend, your spouse. It's not your enemy. Who going to marry their enemy? See, got them. Did you marry somebody you didn't like? I guarantee you didn't. <laughs> Who you married is not your enemy. That's right. <laughs> 
room to talk to someone who didn't eat my hot dog. You didn't marry your enemy. Don't mean she won't turn into your enemy if you don't listen to what she says. I wonder why the scripture didn't say husbands obey your wives. Oh, look. Boy, she perked up. Hey, come on, come on up here. Come on up here. Run. Joking. <laughs> Well, you know it's the truth. Am I lying? The Lord will come. Oh, man. He will command the blessings on you in the storehouses. And in all to which you set your hand. He will bless you in the land which the Lord, your God, is giving you. Are you... doesn't matter what you're facing. He promises that he's going to bless you. He promises that he's going to keep you. Man, is his arm <laughs> too short? Is his hand not strong enough? Has he not spoken it? Will he not perform it? This is a covenant keeping God we're talking about. Not one that turns away from his covenant, but one that keeps his covenant. Let me give you one more scripture and I'm done. I just want you to understand something. I know you're going through hell. But when you come out, you're not going to smell like it. Don't get hung up in your anxieties to where you feel like you have no purpose. God said, I chose you. God didn't just pick, he didn't just pick you up because you was laying there, well, maybe, maybe, I don't know. God picked you up because he loved you. That's why he chose you. I mean, if you pick a flower, come on, really. And be careful because she's close. <laughs> or you can put some time and effort in it or you're just going to snatch one. Be careful, she's sitting beside you. Effort. <laughs> Good job. That's what we do for those we love. Uh-oh. We'll put effort behind it. Even when we don't want to. Boy, that one struck some chords. I mean, these two little, oh. <laughs> Knowing he don't like to sweep the floor, but when she sees him sweep the floor, it just ought to tickle, tickle her little fancy. Right? When they wash dishes. Some, sometimes, 
sometimes, now let me put this, because I got to paraphrase a lot of stuff for y'all and put it down in clip notes. Sometimes you'll do it, and they won't even pay no attention to it. And then you get mad, and you go, I'm doing that again. That took two and a half minutes of my life. <laughs> Think on his goodness. Think on his mercies. Because he loves you. He loves you more than time. He loves you. I've said this, and people got a little twisted. But he loves you more than he loved himself. Because he died. He gave his life for you. He said, it, it'd rather I die that you live. You don't need somebody telling you that you're worth something. He said it all. Why do we need everybody's approval? I ain't asking you what kind of shoes I need to wear. Mind your business. Right? Why do, why, why do, we, seek, why do we seek this thing out? We will alter our lives to get man's approval. Oh, yes, we will. Let me go ahead and set you free this morning. There ain't but one you live for. It's because of him that you have your breath and that you move and that you live. Don't fear man, but fear the one that can give life and take it. Why? I mean, come on. I mean, and I know uh, we got the Instagrams and the chat snappings and all that other kind of crazy nonsense. <laughs> Crack booking. I mean, we, we got... We got all that other, we got all that kind of non. Listen, women, women. She didn't wake up like that this morning. She was ugly. That's right. <laughs> she bought some of them pads and put down in here. I'm just telling you the truth. Look, I used to be drunk going in the bars too. Wake up going, whoa! <laughs> Keep it holy, preacher. I, stop. Stop. Your life wasn't meant to be lived the way they wanted it. Quit letting other people hold you in bondage. Oh, dear Jesus. Some of us, 
This is why some of us fight some stuff, okay? This is why some of us fight some stuff in our relationships, okay? Because we lack something here within. And it just so happened. And don't tell me it ain't true because I, boy, I'll take up the rest of your Sunday. Just because that one person said what you needed to hear at that moment, you altered your life. Come on, come on, come on. I, I know we ain't supposed to keep score. But I bet that if I could walk into your kitchen while you putting marks on the board, I wish I had my easel putting the marks on the board. Mad, 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 mad. Made me smile. Mad, 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 mad. And you're still with them. That's, that's not a release. You can't go nowhere. You got to stay. You know that. It's, it's a, it says to death do us part. See, we don't carry that holy matrimony stuff anymore. Oh, pastor, that's for the old school. Let me tell you something. God's gospel has never changed. From day one to day eternity. Heaven and earth. The grass will wither. But his word. See, they don't like going that, they don't like going that far. Don't give us so much scripture, it blows my mind. But we can't just up and run. Because... It don't feel right no more. You should have thought about the feeling right before you said, I do. Quit trying to try on shoes. This ain't no shoe shop. Yeah, I'm just trying them out. What? They ain't no car. What do you mean trying? What? And some of the women need to be smart. Because they trying it out and you okay with it. See, I can't offend you because I married one. So I'm talking about mine too. So get off your little hippie horse. Just trying them, just trying them out. They not no car. You got no new car smell. Shut up. <laughs> Most of them stink anyway. But we we will do things in our life and alter everything that we do in life because of one thing. And if I can tell you anything this morning, I want to tell you this. Only God can can fulfill the vacancy in your life. What you so desire, He is the fulfiller of. And if that's all, look, if the best He can do is say, baby, I love, if that's the best He can do, if that's all He can do, before you say I do, put him to the curb. <laughs> Most of them nasty men don't love you anyway. 
They just say it because they attach it to something else. A big boy, big girl church online. Uh oh. <laughs> we've we've lost the identity to what love is. You don't love you don't love him and you don't love her. You love them based on what they've done up to this point. And see, you was mad, 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 mad. Love went out the window there for a minute. Right? Am I right or wrong? Witness to me. Right? Yeah. Right? That reminds me. See, you're not the only one that's ever gone through anything in your relationships. I wish my brother-in-law was sitting on the front because he needed anointing this morning. <laughs> he ain't the only one that's gone through some stuff with his relationships. <laughs> right? But it doesn't help yours. Doesn't help yours and yours. And man, I can sit down. We talk to y'all all day and say, yeah, man, I get you. I know. I, same thing. Same thing. You see, nasty sometimes. Same thing. But it don't help me and it don't help you. Because we still got to go home. Yeah. That reminds me. Every time they burn a biscuit, that reminds me. Every time he don't do the dishes, that reminds me. Every time he don't take out the trash when you say take the trash out, that reminds me. His mercies renew every morning for you. Stop looking for approval of people. Start being reminded of the things that he's done in the past. So, remember that feeling that you had when you first met him. See, when they do something wrong, go back to that place. Oh, the, the first time she let you hold her hand and See, not everybody in here has been saved. Not everybody was looking for a hand to be held. <laughs> Y'all can't, can't handle this because I don't care. Because, uh, listen, until you understand that there's other people out there that's gone through the same hell that you've gone through, and they've made it because they've made it based on that reminds me. I ain't saying that's how we stayed together because it definitely ain't remind us of nothing, did it? Just remind us how much we hated each other. I mean, you was the nastiest thing I could have ever been married to, woman. Beat you in the head with a book. It was God's grace. Even, even all, we wasn't done. We didn't even deserve him to come into that moment. Because we was 12 years hard outside of any relationship with God. But yet, he went, 
You need some help, don't you? I got you. Be down there in a second. And showed up when we wasn't even praying for it. But he showed up when we wasn't praying for it. He got upside my head and said, hey, dummy, here's an here's idea. Just go sleep in your bed. You ain't got to touch her. Just go sleep in your bed. Your, and I did. Don't mean a whole lot, but y'all didn't know that my trunk was full of my clothes because I packed them the day before I was gone. I already had plans, Tommy. I was going to come live with you. <laughs> Woo! I said, payback, baby. By Facebook, by YouTube. Sometimes they don't, everybody don't need to hear everything. See, you don't know. Until you can sit and find God in a relationship. I'm done with my sermon. But until you can find God in a relationship with him, you'll never understand his grace and his mercy. See, it was that night I knocked on my door to come. Men, don't you dare ever tell me, well, I don't feel like that I should have to do. Shut up. Because I came back to my door, the house I was paying for. I knocked on my door at my house that I was paying for. And she opened it. I didn't, did I open the door? I stood at the door like some kid selling Girl Scout cookies or something. And she opened up the door. I was leaving and crying all the way down the interstate. I'll never forget it, talking to my mom. Going down the interstate. I'm talking about, I'm going to Tommy's house. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Woo! Glad that didn't happen. <laughs> but I was going to Tommy's house. Right. I probably could have been an ornament there. Mom said, where are you at, honey? I was crying. I was broke down, boy. Crying on the phone. Mom, I'm leaving her. Oh, Rocky, no. I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget the conversation. Mom, I can't do it no more. I've done it enough. I'm out. I've done everything that I can do. Mom, I work my guts out. I supply for my family the best that I can supply for my family without an education, without being raised to do that. I, I've done everything I could possibly do, Mom, and I am done. She don't care, and I'm out. Honey, you can't do that. Mom, didn't you just hear me? You can't just give up, Rocky. I ain't in church. Mom, no, I wasn't. And Mom still said, 
honey. Boy, as aggravating as my mama can be. <laughs> she said, honey, God didn't give up on you. Broke me down again. I'm like, Mom, hey, would you let me be mad for a minute? So I went to my house. I had all intentions of going in just to see my children, kiss them on the head because I didn't tell them before I went to work, and tell them that I love them and I'll always be their father for as long as they wanted me. And I was going to leave. And when I knelt in front of the fire, man, I can still see the living room, the great room. When I knelt there to talk to my kids, it was a total, I don't know, I can't explain it to you. But my anger went away for some reason. This is the same woman that I wanted to put in the garbage disposal. And then I went back to her and I said, I don't care what you do, but I'm not leaving. And by the way, I'm sleeping in my bed. And that's where we slept together, like two little lovebirds for a whole year, never even touched each other. Oh, there was no holding hands. There was no kissing. There was none of the adult things. Some people need to hear that. There was nothing. There was zero love. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just telling. But God knew that if he could keep me around just long enough, he knew I was dumb enough <laughs> that I'd bump my head somewhere and I would realize. And it happened. I don't know why I went there with you this morning. But I, I'm just telling you guys, man. You, you can look back at things and see God. If you'll just wise up and look. And when you see God there, this is what you think on. It's not where you're at right now. It's where he was then. Because he said, I never change. I'm the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. If I'd done it last week, I'll do it again next week. Even when he gets knucklehead, I'll do it again. Just be patient with me. Don't get ahead. It said that those that wait on him, Please wait on him. Because he can change the heart of man. That's why when she says stuff about prayer, changing things. God, I feel like I'm sitting in y'all's living room. She said when, when prayer changes things. See, you don't really understand the weight of that. <laughs> Guys. I mean, Abraham, 
God, what if I could find 100, 50, 30, 20, 10, 5? He got all the way down. If I can just find one person, will you spare my family? And see, Lot wasn't even in the position of serving the Lord at the time. <laughs> and God still pulls him out. Because of a prayer. You want God to change her? Pray to God to change her. And you be quiet. Right? You want God to fix him? I know. I know. I know. It takes a lot of prayer, a lot of fasting. The Bible says only it's by these things. Right. Fasting. That really has nothing to do with that at all. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what a lot of you think it has to deal with. Y'all think it deals with demons and it ain't got nothing to do with that. But anyway, um, y'all got to read the whole context of that. But if we would focus on loving God as much as we want people to love us, I wonder how our lives would turn for us. I wonder how much more peace would come into our homes and into our lives and into our relationships. But see, we're so tied up, man. We're worried about approval of this one and that one. Who cares? I'm not saying you're belligerent and you're being ignorant to people. I, I, who, who cares if they approve of you or not? How do you fare in God's eyes? That's something you put in your lunchbox. That's a tool to fight during the day. You reach in there to get, grab that snack, and you go, how do I fare in God's eyes today?